<laughs> oh yeah. Um, and welcome to our first episode of. <laughs> I forgot my lines. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to. You want to talk about it? I'm Tina. Hi, I, Tina. I feel like I should say obviously, and then I stop myself because I'm like maybe not obviously. No, uh, for those of you who don't know. I know. For those of you who don't know, my name is Tina, spelled with two E's, not a fucking I. Nope, um, not at all. Nope. Yeah. And, and, uh, then, and you then. are... What's my name? Fucking <laughs> Jesus. I was debating whether or not to say, like, Gabby or Gabs or... All of the above. Gabriella. Gabriella. Oh, that's, fa- that's too fancy. Because I don't think we can be that fancy here. Some- I'm not that fancy. Okay, well then, Gabby's fine. Oh, yeah. Gabs. What don't- do you call me? Gabby? What are- yeah, I call you Gabby. Some people call me Gabs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm here for your co-hosting experience, I know. people. This is so exciting. So, basically, uh, I've been wanting to do this podcast for, like, a really long time. And you just randomly, what is it, we... We've known each other for so long, but we haven't really, like, gotten to know each other. Yeah, and, like, it's just kind of been, like, every few years, it's like, hey, you exist. Do you want to hang out? we work together. Yeah, we used to work together. Yeah, with the catering company Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. From, like, Drama Hill. Uh, Those fun times. (laughs) It was interesting. There was some fun stuff. A lot of celebrities. Yeah, over all of them. But, um, yeah, basically... This whole thing kind of started because you basically sent me a text, which I'm not going to look up. I probably should have brought it up so I could have kind of gone over it. Back in, uh, I no, know. like, what, last month, I think, was about the I time. think two months ago or so, maybe. I have a horrible yeah. memory and timeline, though, so yeah. something that was a year ago could feel like it was a month ago and vice versa, so... <clears throat> and that's good. due to my complex PTSD. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, and, uh... Basically, yeah, you sent me this text, and I, like, knew it rude. I knew exactly I knew exactly what it was, because so many people have, like, sent me that kind of text or, like, approached me with this whole, dude, I got some shit going on in my head, starting to remember stuff, blah, blah, blah. Can I, like, talk to you? And I'm like, I know what that is. Yeah. It's the reverse. You want to talk about it? Because it's the person coming to me, actually, me not having to say that line. Yeah. And, yeah, and I was like, I know exactly what this is. And we talked for, like, oh, well over an hour yeah. on the it phone. It felt like a high school talk, like, yeah. way back in the day type yeah. of thing. And you were basically, like, I mean. Well, okay, so to give you a little bit more like a backstory the reason why we're starting this podcast is yeah. for um child abuse survivors yeah and like just bringing up the whole um spreading awareness of child abuse and how common it is and how it's basically the number one topic that people don't want to look at and realize because it's to me i personally think it's absolutely the worst thing that can ever be done yeah because things that are done to children abuse particularly like it's such a sensitive time I mean you're growing you're a sponge you're soaking everything up whatever's taught to you that's what you do children are literally they will repeat whatever you teach them so if that's their world which is abuse which can come in so many different fucking forms people just think it's you know you get hit and if it leaves a mark that's abuse. It's like, no, dude, neglect so much fucking stuff. Emotional abuse is the worst kind possible. And people look the other way because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But we have to start looking at it. We have to start seeing what the signs are so we can 
catch it early, you know? Yeah. Because once you see the signs, honestly, it's even scarier to see yeah. how common it is because you see it and you're like, fuck, now what do I do? Yeah. You know? So it's called child services. So <laughs> oh my God. Get on that shit. It also, happens way too much. Yeah, that shit needs to be better too. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so then I knew you um, were an advocate for it because you spoke so loudly on your on your Instagram yeah. um, and on your stories that it felt like, all right, at least I know one person that can like really relate to my situation. And without like going so far into it right now, because that's a whole other backstory. Um, but yeah, so I needed to know that in my head, my head, I wasn't going crazy. Yeah. And when I talked to you about it, it was like, okay, validation like I to get it out. Yeah. yeah. And um, I couldn't talk to any of my other friends about it for some reason because yeah. even though some of them have been abused, mm-hmm. it just was more like their thing, but yeah. not my thing because yeah. I didn't think I was abused. Yeah. So then when you grow up later and you start figuring out those triggers mm-hmm. and start things start to make sense and connect the dots, um, I mean, yeah, you were like my number one person. I was like, I got to see because she knows what I'm talking about so yeah um, yeah so we spent like an hour and something talking about it and I could yeah. not feel any better at that moment after I was just like finally Yay. finally it all came out Yay. no it was really cool I was like thank Yay. you that's uh, that's literally why I do it and that right there is I want people to literally have what I didn't have what I still don't have. I don't hear other people talking about it. Yeah. And it's, it's just so, it's so vital to have that validation. And it's really hard to only produce it yourself. Cause that's something I'm still fighting with a lot, you know, with like talking to my little girl. And I guess that'll probably be another subject cause I don't have a kid, but that's another way you talk about your self when you were a child and you were abused is, you know, it's my little girl and I have to talk to her often, um, to deal with my triggers and this and that, you know, to try to just understand fully and stay in control of myself and my mind and know where I am in this reality and not being triggered and sucked back into a flashback and all of that turmoil. So yeah, I also have like short term memory loss. So like, I'm going to go on tangents and then figure out what the fuck oh, I'm yeah. saying. No, <laughs> so see, this is... This... I'll, like, go on and on, and then I'll be like, where was I going oh, with yeah, this shit? Yeah, no. So that's going to that's gonna be fun for anyone listening. You'll be like, what the fuck? She never finished her fucking... Sentence. I do that so much. I always so. start one sentence, and then I, like, pick up at a different sentence mm-hmm. and go back to the other sentence. That's why I'm not used to being on... Like, that, I'm not used to talking. Yeah. I've always been the one who listens to people yeah. constantly. So I never had, an, a, I felt like I never knew what my voice was like yeah. because I don't talk. I just really listen to people. Yeah. And, um, so doing something like this is going to be a little bit of a, like, a nice way to help with that because victims who feel like they don't have a voice yeah. need to learn that they do have a voice. Yeah, they totally do. And, and they're, they're not alone. And that sucks that like... <laughs> It's like, hey, me too. I also got abused. Wasn't it great? We're in a club now. Um, but it, it is also, unfortunately, that, again, part of a validation and feeling not alone is that, hey, we were all abused together. So it's better than being completely alone in a sense, but it's also super shitty at the yeah. same time. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, you have to deal with grief with people. It's... You, you can't deal with it alone. It's not, it's not a human fucking behavior to be like, something tragic happened. I'm going to be totally fine and deal with it on my own. But for the most part, people dealing with something on their own is not dealing with it. It's just literally sitting there and trying to act like it's not a bother. But it's like, but it is because it's something sad. It's something traumatic. It's something horrible. Whatever it is, you can't sit there and do it yourself. And when it comes to child abuse especially, it's like a child's mind literally can't fathom adult situations like physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, emotional uh, trauma and abuse and neglect. Like, it doesn't make sense to your fucking brain. Like, it literally can't make sense of it. So it just is like, does not compute, I'll just check the fuck out. And maybe when I'm an adult something will make sense except we never go back to that and go hey what was that fucking thing and I don't know why but I've always been a person where I've always asked questions even when it got me more abuse which it totally did and I had to realize that later it was like I always fought back and argued which got me way more fucking abused and got me targeted more and yeah I lost my thought but like (laughs) I lost my train of thought already uh, but it's just like, oh, it's just, it's so crucial to understand so much. That's why, like, yes. I always ask questions because I needed to understand what the fuck was going on. Nothing ever made sense. And that drove me even more insane. And that in itself is a form of abuse. Like, constantly being, like, neglected and, like, told one thing when I was like, but that doesn't make sense. Like, literally as a child, you're sitting there trying to learn things. Right. And when your abusers are sitting there going oh, honey, like, you just don't understand. You, It's just right now you just, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I can. It's just you're fucking crazy and you're not, you know, like, fucking explaining shit to me on purpose so that I can think I'm crazy, but you're a fucking crazy one. And this is going to be great for later on in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, I know. Okay, so, okay, so t- let's go back to, like, being kids and I want to know, like, what was your first experience with, like, sexual images or the idea of sex because I feel that it's either happening a lot sooner now in kids or I look at kids and I'm like was I doing those things at seven and eight years old and I feel like it's so hard to tell it would be so nice to get like an a, a like child developer like a specialist de- developer <laughs> development or I don't know the words uh, for it like a child specialist, specialist yeah dealing with um uh, like sexual awakening or whatever with kids because I know it's normal for kids to start like touching themselves and like how many kids have I seen in a fucking grocery store with their yeah. hands on their pants and like what oh, the yeah. fuck are you do-? like child wash yeah. your hands oh my god yeah um and it's just like okay whatever but I also think like it's normal but I also think with people like you and me who have been sexually abused as kids it's one, it's triggering to see kids start realizing things about themselves and that they're kind of curious about their bodies and they're mm-hmm. talking about things. And when boys are like, I have a penis, do you want to see it? And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, can, um, yeah. mm-hmm. It starts to like, it, it triggers you. So it also makes you so much more aware and worried that is that normal though? Because yeah. we never had a normal. Yeah. So we don't know what it is. And so it makes us like just yeah so much more worried and freaked out of like 
is someone doing something to them though, or like, or are they just a normal kid realizing their their junk and stuff? Like, right. what's going on? Right. And I can honestly say I don't fucking know. Like, I know that if I know based off of my experience that if a kid is like masturbating in front of you at three, four, and five years old constantly that's a sign of sexual abuse like hands down that's what I was doing and I remember when my therapist basically told me that's not normal though like I can tell you right now give you some validation that like you doing that at such a young age and climaxing is absolutely 100% not normal and that is an absolute sign of sexual abuse like kids are gonna touch themselves they're gonna be like doing weird stuff and everything and talking about it but not fucking having the actual orgasms yeah. as children, like before five years old. And we all know that, like, I mean, we've heard, I've heard so many comedians and this and that talk about, like, you know, boys start getting boners, like, when they're really young and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. But, like, again, like, they can't actually, their bodies physically can't even come. Like, nothing can actually happen and come out. Until they're at least, like, 12, 13 years old. At least that's what I'm told. And anyone wants to correct me, that's fine. Obviously, also every... <laughs> Thank you. I got confirmation. We're good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, it's just, like, you shouldn't be doing something that hardcore as a child. And I think a lot of also parents don't know anything about that stuff. And yeah. then they don't want to. They just kind of go... I don't want to talk about yeah. the kids doing weird stuff. Like, right. But you got to fucking pay Please attention. Don't. Yeah. yeah like, or and just don't do that. Yeah. And, and it's like, like what you can say, don't do that. But then it's like, again, it's understanding yeah. why yeah. like they need to explain. Like, I mean, like it's like at home, I get it. You're going to be curious. Blah, blah, blah. But when you're out in public, remember that's your special place. And you don't want to do that in front of other people because it's not for other people to see. It's only for you. And so, when you're at home, like, in your room, you can do that all you want. But otherwise, you know, you should be doing it in front of other people, which would then put in their head that if all of a sudden someone tries to get them to do it, wait, but mommy and daddy told me that this is only for me in my room, and, you know, it starts to yeah. put that, and people don't fucking do that with their kids. They're That's just smart. like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to talk about it at all. Yeah. I don't want to, da, 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 da. and it's like, bitch, you have a fucking child. That's going to be an adult. Don't make them be a shitty person in the world now because you didn't fucking explain to them that other people shouldn't touch their private parts. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not hard to do. It's just... I think it's brave to do because it's you're raising a human being. Yeah. You it's gotta fucking do it, man. To do. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to, like, try to change the momentum of the world, the future, you gotta, like, start explaining it to them more. Which is... To me, so sad that it has to even be said I like know, that. It's like just fucking do it right, because <laughs> if people just did it right in the first place, we wouldn't be in such a fucked up place where everyone's confused about everything, and then they never think to go, "Hey, what happened in your fucking childhood?" Which I love to ask people that. I love doing that, and I used to do it in a funny way, which is where the whole "you want to talk about it" thing came from, as like a funny way to get people to open up. And the thing is, is it actually does get yeah, people does. to open up. <laughs> it it does. does, and I love it. Um, so, anyways, I don't know. But where. what was the what, what was uh, yeah, the your first. first like? Do you, if you remember like your first, what do you think about when you thought um, your kid as a kid? Did you see porn? Did you see? So I actually I I never I didn't see porn until I was a teenager. That was never the thing because my 
abuser, my sexual abuser was my dad. And as far as I know, it was happening from day fucking one. As a baby, I have like these these emotional memories, you know, where you, you don't really have the image the the images, but you you feel it inside yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? So I definitely have that where I know that he was doing stuff to me. And with a baby too, you you know, my dad was really uh, he was basically just like an evil genius. Like he knew how to do things, get away with things, not leave marks, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I just always remember knowing what sex was without understanding what it was at the same time. Yeah. No one ever sat me down and gave me a talk. No, none of my older siblings, cause I'm the youngest. No one fucking, if they did, it's blocked the fuck out. But I don't remember ever getting a talk, ever being like, so when a man and a woman are like a penis goes in a vagina, blah, or like like no one did it on any level, um, and it just kind of was like I just always knew what it was because I was being raped from. I don't. I have no idea from from who know from. Yeah. Being a fucking baby because you can because being raped also just put it out there like, people think that being raped is only like a penis and a vagina, no being you could do it with your fingers. Like, and my dad did that to me for years as well. And so, like, my memory of what, like, sex was for the first time is an absolute nightmare. But I also didn't understand that that... It also wasn't sex to me, though. Because I'm like, this is just a horrific thing. Yeah. And then as an adult, I was like, oh, that's what rape is. I was raped. And then my first experience with consensual sex was a joke as well. (laughs) So it was just like... Still trying to find someone who's nice in the bedroom, but um, we attract what we know, and that's something you, you oh, know, I'm trying to change. So that's freaking crazy, because you don't like as an adult, you just don't realize these things are like they they stem from something. They do. Everything we, does. Yeah, oh my god. The relationships that we have as adults, it's yeah. it's um, it's really guided with like what we see as with our parents and mm-hmm. like how we grow up seeing like the man and the woman or like relationships around us yeah it's nuts um but i remember i remember going into my dad's drawer and he had videotapes so he had oh lord yeah so i would play it on the vcr Mm -hmm. i would stop it and then rewind it to i would remember exactly where it stopped so that i could rewind it and put it back and without him knowing that i watched it yeah and then I remember there was also porn um, in the bathroom on the top shelf. And I'm like, how the Like magazines? Have- yeah. I was oh, like, wow. how did God. I like, know that these were there? One, because yeah. I just went snooping around. Right. And, I don't- and then my mom used to keep the toilet paper at the very top. Yeah. So maybe when I grabbed a roll, I noticed that there was like a magazine yeah. up there. But I would do the exact same thing. Remember how it was flipped? Right. And which way it was facing up, and then I would put it back the exact same way. And I wonder to this day if they ever really knew that I was, that I was looking at it, mm-hmm. because if I have kids and I have that stuff around, I would be worried that they would be, they would find exactly. It. That's so that's a normal adult better. thought right there to be like, <laughs> because kids go snooping for shit. They they look for shit. You know, like. Get out of my bag, kid. Like, you, they're always... They know there's a bag of cookies somewhere. They're gonna fucking find it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, 
So, or what, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go about little boys at home alone anymore. But, like, you know, it's like they're going to get into shit. That's what they do. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to learn. They're trying to figure things out. And they're going to go snooping to find out, oh, what do adults do? Da, 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 da. And I think for normal kids who are not sexually abused, they fall upon their parents' porn stash order. I think it was more common back in the day when it was only through magazines and VHS tapes and stuff, mm-hmm. as opposed to now where it's like, People, I don't feel like people really have those so much. They can just kind of have it on their computer or, like, you know, their private viewing and then delete it, clear their history, and there's not much for kids to find unless, again, I don't know, you're just really lazy about it. You just kind of leave it open. Yeah. And so I think in a normal upbringing, it's normal to kind of be like, ha-ha, we found the porn sash. This is fun. Like, it's it's a, it's a, um, like, not a naughty adventure or, like, but, like, you know, it's like, oh, you're getting into trouble, yeah. but it's, it's still innocent because eh, you, this isn't being like, forced on you. You're just like running into it and you're like, oh, look at this. I don't understand it, but ah, it's what the adults do. Like, as opposed to like being sexually abused. And then like, to me, hearing that from you, that these porn was, it's kind of like it was readily available to you. It very much triggers in my head that like your dad knew what he was doing. Mm. and like putting like also like putting it up there on the top like where the toilet it's like you're going to that's almost setting you up like you're gonna find it because you're gonna go with your toilet paper and then it's right there yeah and then like like what like you just you shouldn't have those things just lying around easily accessible when you have kids you gotta fucking hide that shit dude like come on or like you have a drawer in your in your room. Your you know it's mommy daddy's room or whatever, and this is our drawer. And like you don't go in there, or whatever. Or just like you got shit on top of it or something. Like you gotta hide it better. People. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> Those kids were gonna get into Jesus it. Christ, it's gonna mess up their brains. Yeah, I um, remember even covering. I'm, my parents used to make me cover my ears. Um, for what? During the movies or like cover my eyes. For sex scenes. So I would cover my Dude. eyes, but my ears would be, like, listening to the right, sex. Right, right. Okay. So it's kind of weird. And then, like, I, I hope... It's so funny, because um, I remember Sundays were always, like, the days my parents would have sex. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, the scheduled sex is weird. And, then and I don't feel like that's door, normal. Yeah. And they would do their thing. But I... I was that's, scared, that's Yeah. And they're... Okay, so our house was super small. Yeah. My sister and my room were like the sharing the same wall that my parents shared. Yeah. And they always had to like come in because we all um, in the main room was where we slept, plus the kitchen, plus the stove and all that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> terrible Sunday mornings. I would know oh exactly God. what was going on, and you would hear the freaking like bed squeak. And oh so I, no! I covered my ears, and I would make sometimes I would like bang on the floor or something so that they would stop. And then, like, my dad come come out of the room with his freaking boxers and his hair all messed Ew. up. Exactly! And I was like, oh, I, I must Why would he come like out? Nine, ten. Because I was making noise, and I was like, he wanted to make sure I didn't, like, fall or do something. Oh, okay. I mean, but, it's that loud of a noise, I guess. But otherwise, it's like, it's just kids being awake. Like, why you gotta come out? It's just that? weird, though, weird. too. Like, just, just... I don't know if I would ever have... Uh, it's weird. I'm not a parent, so I don't know how, like, having sex and having a sex life <laughs> with the kid around. I, mean, <laughs> so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. 
I mean, it's, again, it's different, though, with, like, what is a normal kid who's not sexually abused going to think of that situation versus a kid who is sexually abused, too? Mm-hmm. So you're also, if you are sexually abused as a child, you're abused in any way, but, like, sexual abuse is happening, and then there's sex happening that's happening with your abuser, then it triggers you even more. It makes you more hyper-aware, more hyper-paranoid, and all of that. So it's like, again, you're asking the questions you're asking right now, which is, I don't know what's normal, because that stuff was happening to you, and then things that seem like, I could see that those are normal. Like, your parents are like, they have kids, so they literally have to schedule sex because they're trying to get the scheduling together, they're trying to take care of kids, blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, it makes sense to do that. And I feel like normal kids would probably be like, ah, that's mama do, gross, or whatever. But they wouldn't think anything of it. They might not make noises to try to get them to stop because the sound of that makes you triggered and you know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Even though it's like you shouldn't know because it's like, because I remember so many things happening as a kid that triggered me and it didn't make sense. I didn't know I was triggered, obviously. But it's those situations where you're like, it, it, there are memories that um, kept with me for years until I was an adult and I finally consciously went, I was sexually abused, it did happen, I'm not fucking crazy, okay? And then all these memories that I kind of was like keeping over the years of all these trigger moments, these sexual weird moments that didn't make sense, kind of, they all made sense now. I was like, there we go. Like, that's why I was so freaked out. That's why it didn't make sense. Now it does make sense. Like, I remember in, like, fourth or fifth grade or so, I had this friend of mine. I feel like I shouldn't name her. So, but uh, we hung out a lot. And it was either fifth, fourth to sixth grade, we were, like, really close. And we spent the night at each other's places a lot. And apparently her dad slept naked. And we were having a slumber party downstairs and uh, in the living room and the garage door was like connected to that. And we heard noises and we were like, holy fuck, there's a fucking burglar. Like, we're going to die. So we ran upstairs and like she opened her parents' door and she was like, mom, dad, there's a burglar in the garage. And the dad just gets up laying out and he's naked. And I'm like, uh. and I, it was just that moment, you know, just the kid like standing in the doorway and I'm just like. Look at that doorknob. Wow, that is a doorknob right there. I wonder if this is... Hmm, what's that made out of? I don't know. I'm just going to examine it. I'm going to memorize this doorknob right now. Oh my god, look at the doorknob. There's the doorknob. And his dad... Her dad just, like, shot up and, like, like forgot that there was a person staying over. And I just remember thinking, he doesn't have any hair. Why doesn't he have any hair? What does that mean? That doorknob, no hair. Doorknob, no doorknob, doorknob. Oh my god, like... <laughs> it was just like ah and and then the next day but then also it triggered me so much like I was scared damn because I knew what that was I knew what that meant like a naked man in front of me not only that but a dad in front of me and how everyone acted like it was normal and it was like wow you are literally recreating my fucking childhood everyone around me all my siblings my mom like grandparents everyone acting like this is normal they know what's happening Yay, this is so much fun. And uh, the next morning, too, no one talked to me about it. 
No one fucking asked any. Everyone acted like everything was normal. And I was just like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. And then he came up to me to, like, talk to me. Never did that ever. And was just kind of, like, trying to, like... I remember he had this smirk on his face of, like... Like, just trying to be, like... I don't know. Comfort... Like, be like, hey... like It just came off wrong. Yeah, and... Like, it's like, you don't even know how to fucking deal with that. Also, later in life, when I was an adult, I was just like, why the fuck? You couldn't put on a pair of boxers when you knew that your friend's fucking friend, like, you're... Yeah, at least just... You had a fucking friend staying over, you know? Like, come on, bro. Like, for this instant right now. Like, and also, why the fuck wouldn't I have gone upstairs with your daughter to tell you, like, there's a burglar? Like, no, I'm gonna stay downstairs with the burglar. It's all good. Yeah. Like, motherfucker... Or maybe they were, like, fucking, but either way, like, maybe just don't do that when there's, like, friends over. Yeah. Just, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, like, you could, like, hold off for, like, a couple of days Like, or Jesus. But. Or, like, something, dude. Like, I don't know. And I swear to God, I don't give a shit if there's parents listening and they're like, well, you can't blame the parents. They gotta make time with you. I don't give a shit. You had kids. It's your fucking fault. Yeah. Like, learn how to fucking deal with it. So, you don't have, you don't get to have sex, you don't get to have Your sex, and that's, yeah, that's kids. on you, dude. You don't get to be selfish anymore in the fucking rant with that. No, I get that. <laughs> that's why I don't have kids. That's yeah. That's the reason why I'm not, choose, I choose not to have Yeah, kids, I have too much shit to do in my life. I'm uh, like, I don't have time to be. I don't want to worry about another person. Yeah. Trying, trying to, like, comfort them and, like, make yeah. them. I don't know. It's just not my, where I'm at right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I and, mean, I do it for work, but I don't mm-hmm. take it home with me. So, I'm cool with it. But, um, yeah, oh so let's let's talk about a little bit about, like, uh, triggers. Because um, yeah. you had, this week, this past week, you went to go get checked out. I got a colposcopy, which is the dumbest fucking word. Col- uh, it took me a really long time to figure that out. It's colposcopy. I've been saying it wrong. I don't know. Colposcopy. Yeah. Uh, colposcopy. Got it. <sighs> and then trying to spell it. Oh, my God. Um... Which is easy when you go col, C-O-L, pos, P-O-S, copy, K-O-P-Y, colposcopy. Fuck you. Uh, I memorized it because I had to fucking talk about it so much to do all these appointments and everything. And I'm just like, I had to learn how to say this stupid fucking word. So basically it's, I got uh, diagnosed with HPV. Yeah, I guess That so. causes like mm-hmm. cervical cancer. So, which my mom had twice, and the lady did say, like, it's not really a genetic thing. Like, we don't show that there's any links to it, so it should be fine there. And I was like, all right, well, eh, it's still fucking terrifying. Um, so apparently colposcopies are way more common than I had ever fucking known, because, again, women sure as fuck don't talk about that shit. No, we don't. Which is, oh, you gotta talk about it, man. It's a world Yeah, so, I had to get one of those, and I have vulvodynia, which... I can't spell it for you right now, but uh, if you Google that, you're, yeah, it's gonna be like, whoa! So it literally means uh, um, trauma to the vagina, vulvodynia. Oh, yeah. I so, did Google it. Yeah, so uh, basically, it if you hit me in a certain spot, the entrance of my vagina, it feels like a hot fucking poker is stabbing me. It's fucking pain. So pap smears, anything to do with having to put that fucking clicker in your fucking vagina is like, go fuck yourself. So, um, I think it died. The camera. Anyways, for all y'all listening, camera died. Uh, one of them. But anyways, so, basically just, uh, 
every time I go into a pap smear, do any of that stuff, I have to explain to them that, hey, just so you know, I have vulvodynia, and more than half the time, the doctors don't even know what that is. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, damn, like, you guys don't even know what this is. And, uh... It's so much more common than we realize, too, because it's trauma. So any kind of trauma, childbirth, like anything, you know, like falling oh, yeah. on your bike yeah. as a kid, like, yeah, you know, all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it hurts like hell when they have to check me out or whatever. So for the colposcopy, I had to let her know. I was like, just, and again, for me, everything is about communication. It's so important to me. So I'm just communicating to her, hey, so if I start crying... You're not going to be freaked out or confused as to why the fuck is she just crying right now? I mean, like, does it hurt that bad? Or, like, what's going... Is that way it's like, no, it's going to hurt no matter what. Because she's sitting there going, is there anything I can do? I said, not really. I mean, just try not to, like, push it in the direction of where that spot is. But I mean, it's going to do it anyways. Yeah, so, you, you know. You can't really avoid that. Um, but, so basically she's doing it, and for the colposcopy, they have to take a, a sample of your cervix, like a very small sample, and she, uh, she explained it to me that she's going to say it, like, in the terms of a clock, so she's going to say, oh, I'll take a sample of 12, 4, and, like, 7 or something, which she did, she took three samples. Um, you have to cough, too, did they ask you to cough? I don't remember that part. Oh, did she, well, she asked me to cough every time, and it kind of... Helps, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, distracts you. Yeah. But it also was so triggering to me in general. And it wasn't that... After a little bit, like... I felt like I didn't feel the pain in my vulvodynia spot anymore. And I didn't really feel so much the pain in there. It was just that... It was someone basically just violating me in a way. It was just having to take all these swabs and go in there and just... They're just stabbing at you. And it, they have to, you know? Because right, they, they got to get a good sample. Yeah. They don't want to do it again. So, but being sexually abused in any way as an adult or whatever, but especially as a child, those triggers of, I don't understand what's happening. Someone's doing something to me. Cause like, I don't understand all the science the, or the biology, you know, behind it. I just know that they have to do this stuff and I understand to the best of my ability, but I didn't go to fucking school for years to understand every little bit, you know? Right. So I'm sitting here trusting her. She's doing her best job and everything, but it just... I think I kind of got the image of, like, like two, like, fingers, like, just kind of stabbing, going in and out, in and out, and just, like, and so it was this triggering of emotional and physical remind, uh, remembering mm -hmm. this trauma of going on, and so, like, halfway through, I just kind of silently started crying, because that's what I do, is I silently cry when I'm in front of other people, because I constantly still, it's something I'm working on, I still try to protect other people from my own um, pains because I feel bad if they feel bad, even though it's like, dude, you can fucking feel bad right now and fuck anyone else because you're like, literally it's me having like a broken leg when I'm trying to help someone who dropped their groceries. And it's like, don't, Jesus Christ, you have a broken leg. Like, fuck them. They can deal with their fucking groceries. Like, who fucking cares? And that's what it feels like every time. And I'm still sitting there doing it. And I'm like, stop fucking doing that. But like, she even said in the middle of it, she goes, how are you doing? Because, like, I don't feel it. I don't hear any crying. So, like, you know, wow, such a strong woman. And the nurse that was sitting in kind of, I could feel it. And I saw her slightly in my peripheral vision. She kind of glanced over at me like, oh, no, she crying. Like, you just, she's just, 
hiding it yeah. and everything. And I didn't say anything. I don't want to be like, I am crying, bitch, or anything. But it was like, mm, nope, just doing what I always fucking do. But as soon as they left the room, I fucking let that. That shit just came out. And it was, and I let it happen, too, because I was like, you need to let this out. Because you're fucking holding it in. You're feeling bad. Other people will feel bad that you're crying. Like, stop doing that right now and let that out. Yeah. And I did. And it just was all this flooded feeling of just being taken advantage of, being violated, and all this stuff. And because I've had so many years of therapy, and I overanalyze so much stuff in my head and the things that are going on around me, I really made myself pay attention to what was going on so that I could validate those feelings. And... Obviously, I was being triggered, and so I was having the flashback of all of these emotions. So I was letting that have its moment, but at the same time, I had my reality still aware, going, but that's not happening right now. Yeah. So, like, and that's so crucial, and with triggers in general, it's such, like, I feel like most people don't realize that, is they get triggered, and they just try to get away from that trigger as fast as possible, which makes you go even deeper into a trigger, because you're just fighting... You know, you know, you're just fighting yourself and you need to accept yourself because it's validation that you really, really need. That's why you're having like those triggers is because there's a part of your brain going, I need you to look at this because you're not looking at it. So like, look at it, deal with it, understand it so that we don't have to keep doing it. Because over time, the triggers get easier and easier and they don't get as violent. They don't get as harsh and more traumatizing because the more you have triggers and the more you're not understanding them you're just re-traumatizing yourself that's what's happening you're reliving the trauma in a trigger and if you don't understand it you're just going to keep doing it over and over and over again and so there are some things that are triggers to me you know that have always been triggers to me but now they're not as bad you know like someone like the word dad I couldn't even say I couldn't even fucking say that word at all I fucking hated it and now I can. I can be like, oh, your dad's over there, like, talking about... I can say it. Yeah. And it's not something... It's There's a little hint of a reminder in the back of my head of, like, oh, yours was a piece of shit. But it's not this... I don't feel it emotionally anymore. It's more of just, like, eh, but we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to look at it. But, like, obviously it's always... It's more of, like, a logical response now, or, like, a logical... Uh, reminder now of like oh yeah your dad's a piece of shit we're talking about dads right okay anyways yeah it doesn't hit me emotionally anymore and but that is the hardest part about triggers is they're fucking terrifying they are and so most people will not absolutely deal with them at all they They don't they don't even know what they are I will definitely talk about that's why I try to talk about it as much as possible and because I want people to go what is that? And I go, all right, you want to talk about it? <laughs> and then it just, like, starts happening. I'm like, yes. We'll have to do something like that for, like, a next um, segment or something, like five triggers or, like, yeah, that commonly happen to people or something that... Because I'm sure everyone would share at least similar similar triggers. There are de- yeah, there are definitely to... things that will be similar, and then, you know, and then there is also, you know, everyone's own, own little, thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When my cousin shared with me her her story um she would tell me that's the reason why i don't eat hamburger helper or like right like yeah so i'm like oh shit that's crazy because i have makes a so food much one sense. i have a food one too that's trippy yeah. yeah it's a i never knew that things like that would relate to each other that mm-hmm. there were like triggers yeah 
Um, but then, I mean, if you think about it too, even as a kid being forced to eat like peas or something like that, being yeah. forced, there's some sort of trauma that happened. So that yeah. when you get older, there is a trigger. My yeah. mom used to give me this herbal tea when our stomachs would hurt. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I could not drink hot tea because it would smell like that same thing uh, that yeah, would yeah, make yeah. us throw up. Yeah. So it took forever to be able to drink hot tea and get that, tr- that the smell was the one that triggered that emotion. Yeah. But we don't call, like, I feel like we never called those things triggers. It was just like some, not even a word for it. Yeah, it's just like, like I just don't I don't like that I don't do that or whatever. Yeah, you just brush it, it away. Me yeah, of, but I mean technically they are called triggers. Yeah, anything that's with a traumatic. Yeah, like, it doesn't and it it doesn't matter on. like how small it is or what. If people demean their triggers and their trauma, because again, like I said in the beginning of this, people think trauma and abuse is only if someone hits you and it leaves a mark. Mm-hmm. Because that's evidence, and unless there's evidence, it didn't actually happen. And that was something I struggled with. I know so many people, most fucking child abuse survivors struggle with that. Is that you did, you were abused. You were. I had a friend who would get in these little arguments with me and stuff. And she'd be like denying all of these things. Or like that this was depression or that this was trauma. And she was like, no, 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 my depression's like genetic. And I'm like... I don't believe that at all, that depression is genetic. You're not born fucking depressed. You get there at some point. And there's, again, it's like you got to follow the dots. Like where, or you got to connect to the, the dots. You got to follow the street. Yeah, to you got to, so that you can literally see the picture. Oh. Like that's what it is. Okay. And the more you connect the dots, the more you start to see the picture, the more it starts coming into view and you start understanding it. But that is the hardest part of realizing that someone hurt you someone abused you in some way and what is it like most most cases of child abuse are by a parent or a family member whether it's blood related or not it's always someone who's really close to you and that is the saddest fucking thing but if you don't deal with it your life is going to be really hard and you're going to make other people's lives really hard and it's just the fact of that so yeah um yeah deal with your shit you do it's good stuff yeah uh well, um, I think everyone's depressed enough now. I, I know, right? We're gonna. We're, the idea also is at some point, we'll once we start graduating more into the the podcast um, time, but like to break it up with um, different different vibes, and you're gonna yeah. have different like people in this chair. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to get some people over the years that I've seen you know kind of kind of talk about stuff but not really so i i really want to be able to ask them the the question you want to talk about it like let's go man come on yeah so i like it yeah Uh, but we are going to wrap it up wrapping it up raise your hands i just want to like add some stuff because you did a lot of the the topics were heavy Uh uh-huh yeah and for our first episode i kind of want to say can you guys provide some resources for them to reach out to Ooh, there's not a lot yeah. of resources well, okay, so for that stuff. My, my, like my, yes. Yeah. Like how you guys yes. started more on your own way. Therapy, right. therapy, fucking therapy. I cannot suggest therapy enough. Right. Um, everyone who has issues still with the child abuse and is denial of it and fucks up other people's lives because of it, refuse to go to therapy, refuse that anything is an issue. 
I mean, it literally is the first step to it is admitting that you were abused. It's so hard to do that. I remember when I fucking initially did it and I was sitting alone in my room and I sat with my, I was like 20 or 21 and I finally just cried and I was like, that did happen. It was my dad. I'm not fucking denying it anymore, acting like it didn't happen. I don't give a shit that everyone else won't look at it. It fucking happened. Like you really have to just be strong for yourself Admit that it happened, know that you're not crazy, and then fucking find a therapist and start fucking going once a week. Yeah. Absolutely go once a week. It's If you're going once a month, it's not enough. You, you really need that validation. Again, a professional is going to really help validate you. That was the biggest thing for me was when I went to therapy, it was a professional telling me, you're not crazy, girl. You're pretty fucking normal, actually, considering there's no real normalcy in the world. You're pretty fucking normal because a lot of people are abused as children. Mm -hmm. So this is just for you to talk, figure it out, figure out what the fuck is going on in your head. And you're not crazy. And that was like, there's a lot of hard times like ahead admitting that you were abused as a child and everything and and going into detail is really hard, but you are going to come out like on top if you can grasp that and keep going with it and talking to professionals. And yeah, like if also, if you go to a fucking professional and they're like, are you sure? Get the fuck away from them. They should never ever are do that. Sure? And also therapists should never ever uh, tell you what to do. They should, su they can suggest things and stuff and give you advice, but they should never be like, I think you should do this specific. They should not be doing that. Because they don't know where you are. They don't know. They're not you. No one is you. So no one can tell you that. So those are things to like look out for with like therapists. And then a lot of your community centers will mm -hmm. have therapy people. And they'll have low income stuff. That's what I had to do. Yeah. I paid $20 a session. And I was going once, twice, and then three times a week. Yeah. And I, I can't even like a, I don't know the word for it. Um press enough that like once a week you should absolutely start going once a week yeah you just because you need that you got and you got to keep it fresh in your brain too yeah so that, um i'm on i'm in the process of because i am going through my insurance yeah so for me it's i've got the insurance now i have to go through referrals it's it's kind of ridiculous but yeah i might just check out the local community but for um but like i said for me, it was like uh, everyone else experienced it, but not me. But now that I'm in that first stage of like, yeah, I experienced it too. I yeah. have to like, um, I know I need to go see a therapist. No. Uh, and I need to start talking about it more with people, which I have been, which helps out a lot. Yeah, it really does. Um, and not letting it be like a stigma or letting... Yeah, let it be taboo and yeah. stuff. Like, it's way too taboo. And it's like, nah, dude. Like, you need to call out your abusers. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. I'm calling you out on your shit. And I'm going to go see a professional. Yeah. And I might fucking bill you, bitch. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we're, for, we're all at different stages when it comes yeah. to, like, trying to get this, um, trying to, trying to get through the healing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll provide more resources, um future probably down description or whatever links will yeah probably hopefully. even have like a twitter at some point oh twitter <laughs> um i mean um, also if anyone listening knows some great places like feel free to 
message me, you know, on my Instagram, Kitty the Dork, spelled exactly like that, like a cat, Kitty the Dork, no underscores or anything. You can fucking message me. I'll be like, duly noted. Yeah. Thank you. It's very so. active. I'm actually Kitty the Dork on everything, so Twitter, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you got really good on that shit. one. Got lucky on that one. Because you had it different at first. Did yeah, you have something no. <laughs> okay. Um, not bad for our first uh, episode. Sorry, guys. Real heavy, but... <laughs> I know. Hope you got some of the jokes in there. We, we feel like, yeah, it's a very important discussion and topic, and... It's, we can discuss um, coping mechanisms and triggers next time. Yeah. That'd be fun. There's so many... <laughs> Comedy is one of my coping mechanisms. Me too. It's so much fun. That'll be good times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, what? So say, um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hopefully, this wasn't too painful and you guys enjoyed it because we're going to keep talking about it. Regardless, and... if you want to or not, we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some people who do. <laughs> We're going to tell so, you everything. We'll see you next time on... You want to talk about it? <laughs> Peace.